0: Welcome to Built-in Texas, y'all. This is Jasmine Brand. I am your host. And every week, we introduce you to the game-changing women leaders that are making it happen in the state of Texas. This week, meet Alana Matthews, sports executive turned fashion entrepreneur and founder of Alada's Clothing. She is changing the game when it comes to custom seating for professional women. Enjoy the show. Alana, welcome to Built-in Texas. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm loving the background. It feels very clean and stylish, which kind of matches, I think, a lot of us, too. But fill me in. What's the background? I feel like I need to jazz mine up now looking at yours.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm very particular about my office and my house. And so most of my house is all white and monochromatic, which is fun with toddlers. So um, maybe worth the effort. I'm not sure. But yes, this is... uh, Lots of pieces of wedding photos, my family photos and family heirlooms that are all kind of in a white
0: theme. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Well, see, I tried to do the all white thing. I, 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 I went on the dark, the the wild side and tried to do all white bedding. girl that lasted like two days before I either spilled something or I got makeup. I can only (laughs) imagine how you're keeping the clean white. Do you have any tips though? How do you make sure it stays bright, bright white, even with toddlers and babies?
1: Um, Well, yeah, I, I'm cleaning manically, but also I just, you know, teach them to stay away from these things. But my husband and I, before we had kids, we bought an ivory couch, and we were like, "This is so pretty, so beautiful." And then with our first child, we we're like, "That was that was the dumbest decision." Ever.
0: <laughs> but it looks so good though. But
1: it looks so good for that oh, minute. <laughs> it
0: looks so, for that. I know my bedding. My room felt like in a grown-up, a fil- finally felt like an adult for like those two days. It was so pretty and clean and chic. Yes. Now I go for a little cream. <laughs> I think I can manage cream now. Yes, yes. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show as as we introduce incredible women that we like to shine a light on, doing awesome things here in the state. And a lotus, I feel like, is one of these brands or companies that is going to be something that a lot of working women will relate to. I think they'll relate to you as an as a entrepreneur, as a mom, as a woman that worked in the C-suite. But I think the idea behind what you're hoping to do with the company is really, really cool. Can you tell us um, a little bit about what Alatus is, the, the mission behind it?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for th- those kind words. Um, yeah. Alatus, we are a custom clothing company, a custom luxury on-demand women's clothing company. We are focused on kind of high-end workwear pieces that are versatile enough for all the ways that women work. And um, the mission behind it was to give women greater voice uh, in the design and fit in the pieces that they wear to work wherever they work. Um, and a lotus was really inspired by my own experience being a lawyer and being a sports executive. For a decade, watching the custom suiting companies really only target men and um, speak to men and offer a lot of the design and fit uh, input for their male customers, but not offer the same ability, that creative outlet, that comfortable fit um, to women. And I just wanted it as a personal consumer, like I wanted my suits to fit my you know, pieces to fit well, and I wanted to say what color, what design, what details were on those pieces, and I just didn't find anybody that was really focused on women um, and having that custom offering for women in the workplace.
0: I love that and, and you all just a little bit of background. So as you all know, I professionally stalk incredible women <laughs> I say professionally you all because it's only usually between work hours. but this kind of happened when I met Atlanta because we, I saw her at a startup grind event and I will make sure we put a link if you guys aren't familiar with startup grind but a very cool free event for startups but very rarely do I meet other tall women. so all my tall ladies tuned in. Uh, we've you, we're going to give you some extra love here. Because typically I usually am wearing flats. If I'm feeling spicy, I'll put some heels on. But I immediately saw this woman who was like maybe even a little bit taller. And I was like, what's going on? And then she's talking about creating this suiting line. So I was like, finally, because as a tall woman, it's so hard to find pieces. And I was a tall, curvy woman. It's yes. very hard to find pieces. So I was so thrilled about this idea of being able to custom fit something for our bodies. I want to dive deeper into a lot of, and definitely what the name means, but I have to ask you a very crucial question that we ask all of our guests, Alana, and it's important that you're super honest about it. Um, (laughs) Sushi or Tex-Mex? I'm dying to know which one, if you had to choose.
1: Sushi or Tex-Mex? Yes. I'd say sushi.
0: Okay. Do you have a favorite? Maybe
1: because I'm nine months pregnant and (laughs) haven't been able to have it for nine months that I want sushi, but...
0: That actually sounds about right okay so do you have like a favorite place or favorite thing you order when you when you grab sushi when you can't eat it
1: i i i'm such a food experimental person i love all of it sashimi Mm -hmm. um tempura shrimp all the spicy rolls i love the art of it i find it so beautiful how they make the colors and the presentation and all the the flavoring. So I definitely love different pieces, but it's probably, again, I'm probably craving it because I haven't had it
0: for so long. Okay. And you're at your ninth month. Yes, I am. We are here any day now. Oh, wow. So maybe at the start of the year, you'll be able to treat yourself to sushi. I mean, I think after he's born,
1: like, okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. okay that'll be your treat for like sure in the hospital and yes. like send my husband
1: out to get it or That'd something be
0: incredible just a, just a little sashimi that's okay that yes. sounds so just yummy bring like a little champagne and sashimi and we'll be good that's so perfect actually for that sounds incredible right now but okay counting <laughs> down to to the baby um i love to hear what a lotus means because i i've picked up the alliteration with the a so i'm like hmm might be connected to her name but Curious to hear about what, where the inspiration for the name is. And are you based in Dallas? Like, tell us your story as far as where you, where you operate, where the company's founded. Are you a transplant, homegrown girl? Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, well, I um, moved to Texas. I'm not a native Texan. I did marry a native Texan. So I made a great decision there. My wonderful husband is from DFW. Um, I was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And um, I moved to the States when I was young. And then um, I ended up here uh, going to SMU for law school. And then, um, you know, started my career here as a lawyer here in Dallas. A lot we're based here in Dallas. We actually, um, I'm a Frisco resident. So between Frisco and Dallas, back and forth quite a bit. Um, and just love it, been here for over a decade now. Um, And a lot is, you're brilliant to pick up on the alliteration. Uh, There's a funny story with the name. I actually had another name picked out for the company and being a lawyer by my background, I, you know, went and did the IP work Mm -hmm. and was trying to get a clear trademark, which came back, you know, somebody else had the rights and it was so hard for me to let go of that name like to get it, like, you know, it was like unnaming a child or like renaming a child. Um, and so I was stumbling around, like, what am I going to do? I've named this company in my head, and my heart, this one word, another. Um, and so my husband and I were talking about the ideals of the company and um, what we really wanted to um, infuse the pieces with and empower women with. And um, we thought that our designs are so classic, like modern, classic twist. We want these pieces to be investment pieces that stay in your closet for a long time. So they stand the test of time. And so my husband and I were like, well, what about a Latin word? Um, you know, because that evokes the beauty of history, but also timelessness. And so "latus" without the A, means elegant and refined in Latin, and um, we were playing with all different types of word. And I just loved the sound of it. I love the meaning of it because our pieces are all about being powerful and timeless, but elegant and refined. And then I was like, well, why should I put an A in front of it? Because Alana, a Lottus. So um, we, at, we made up the word. We put an A in front of Lotus, and it became a Lottus. And being a lawyer, I knew that a made up word would be easier to trademark and protect from an intellectual property standpoint. Um, And find a domain and all of that, uh, because it was made up and all the rights were clean and clear. So we quickly moved on to allot from there
0: it reminds me of kind of, I think with Kim Kardashian, I think she, with her, her Skims line, I think it was originally called Kimono. And I think the, I, she had, I mean, she did an interview how Kimono represented really all the, evoked the feeling she wanted for her pieces, but it caused a lot of stir, I think from just a cultural appropriation perspective and then just trademarks and everything too. So yes. she talked about this journey. It took her so hard. She did not want to let it go. Um, but this idea, once she got to Skims, it just kind of made more sense. So I think for those listening too, if you're just starting your journey or it, we, we these companies become our babies, our, our children, our husbands for some of us. And so <laughs> the, if the freedom and the good stuff happens sometimes when we let go and it's so cool, like I think the name you have now, when I saw it, it stands out. Like I've never heard it before, which definitely makes me want to know more about it. So I'm sure this name is is probably resonates more than the previous one.
1: Yeah, and it, it does. It's you know, definitely like replaced the previous one. Um, and we, we just love it. And it's, it's really, you know, become a beautiful name for our company and for our brand. But um, the, how it resonates with customers and other women, they really like it too. So that kind of like created the snowball effect where it took on a life of its own.
0: I love that. So you talked about designing a business that kind of filled a need that you personally were having with suiting. And I think what I've discovered as both a founder, but also just interviewing so many women, specifically female founders, is we're usually very solution oriented when we come up with something. It's usually so- solving something either for ourselves, our families or our girlfriends. But how did you get to the point where you said, you know what, I want to create custom suiting. I want to create beautiful suiting because I'm looking for this. But then this on-demand luxury, which I feel like is a category in itself. And luxury is one of those terms that is really in a, in a place where it's kind of being reimagined too, right? Especially after COVID, like what does luxury mean? Can you talk a little bit about how did you land on, okay, we want this to not only be custom-suiting, but we want it on-demand, which definitely sounds tech-enabled. So there's some yes. technology in there, which then I'll definitely geek out on. But then <laughs> the luxury element too, you said, I want to have both of these things, which I think is so cool to combine technology with luxury. But tell us a little bit more of your, your journey to that path.
1: I there's so much I want to dive into there in your question. I love your comment on it's a very astute observation that you made about the definition of luxury. You know, luxury can be defined by different businesses as certain price points or materials, or but I think that luxury is a feeling about how you feel when you either consume a product or wear a product. And for us, luxury is the ability. It's a it's bespoke and custom suiting has historically been an offering given to white privileged men. Um that's like if you go back and I did this because I'm a huge nerd about history, like the history of the suit jacket and blazer and bespoke suiting all was like the royal men and and like privileged men. Um, and so luxury is you know, having the ability to have a say In your garment from fit and design and have really high quality materials Mm -hmm. so we define ourselves as luxury because we we source out the highest quality materials for our pieces that are very functional for our customers beautiful hand feel and we have something like the highest tailoring in our pieces Um, so we don't cut corners we look for the best um, quality of pieces and then we see it as luxury by giving our customers the ability to tell us how they want their piece to fit them their body and how they want it to look um, by having options for fabrics and linings and other details like that customization but um, the on-demand is really interesting i literally wrote on my bathroom mirror with like a white erase marker um um, three questions that really drove a lot of us I wanted to fill this void of custom suiting that's not being targeted towards women so one i wanted to bring the custom suiting offering to women and then two i wanted to innovate on the time that it takes mm-hmm. to create these pieces because um, you know the traditional method that hasn't really been innovated on for a long time is you come in, you get fitted, you come back two weeks, three weeks later, you come back in, you try on a first sample, then you come back in, you get tweaked again. And it's this like multi week, multi visit um, method. And I was like, I don't have time for that. Like, (laughs) I've got toddlers and a business and a job and a husband that I like to see. And, you know, like, (laughs) you don't have time for that. So I was very curious, right from the get go about why hasn't this process been touched by technology yet? Mm. Why does it take eight weeks plus, you know, to make custom suiting? And I'm really curious about where technology could make the process more efficient. And that led us to the on-demand model where we really did a good research on the sizing technology that's now being developed in the space, and how we can incorporate that in our manufacturing production partner. And I apologize, I'm like out of breath because I'm nine months pregnant. So oh, you're so fine. Excited. I want to talk, but I'm like, I'm like out of breath. This is ridiculous.
0: No, you're fine. I mean, what's so crazy is I, I also am out of breath. But I'm you all. I'm not pregnant. This is.
1: Just- <laughs> <laughs> so that we wanted to innovate in the space by bringing this offering to women. Really focused on women and their needs. And then we wanted to innovate on timing. And then we also really thought um, critically about price point because we did, um, one of the first steps that I did before I launched a lotus was do a competitor marketplace analysis. One, as a consumer, cause I wanted to try to buy this, but it didn't exist. Um, and then two, to see what was out there and the price points that are offered are really kind of like low quality materials, a lower price point. So not really um, fabrics or materials that will last you a long time, a lot of wears um, or super expensive, kind of out of the reach of most women as they're navigating their career. And we really wanted to be an investment piece. Uh, So we define ourselves as a luxury piece because, you know, we believe in the quality of our goods but we also like want to be attainable. Um, we want women to invest in these pieces because they're going to last forever. So we had three questions. How do we innovate in the space? How do we innovate in time and how do we um, kind of more accessible to more women in their, in their uh, journey?
0: Those questions really honestly are, are questions that most of us as female founders could think about that when it comes to our own companies, the services we provide, I think that's so important we should always be looking to, to continuously innovate that process of the custom suiting though i think it's something that m- many working women are not familiar of, to your point exactly that it's just not something you're just dis- that's discussed and i know when i started to have some success in in my career it's not something i really thought of i i probably did think oh it's just kind of a guy's thing i never thought about me having that. And it's so important why representation is so huge too in my conversations and i've been working a while i'm like i don't think i've had that conversation with any other women about you get custom suits made. I'm sure there are there but to your yeah. point it's, it's it's so limited too, right?
1: Yeah, and you know to fill in too, the observation came because, you know, I was a lawyer and and then I was in male professional sports and my husband is 67 so everything he wears is custom. Um and so I was kind of watching all of my male colleagues get custom fitted, custom experiences. I can name like 10 different men's custom suiting companies. And I was like, what about us? <laughs> like, like, why don't you do women? Like, where why won't you to do a women's suit? And some companies that are out there, it's kind of an offshoot, an afterthought, if they do it at all for women. And they kind of just use the patterns or the materials that they use for the male suiting and kind of fit it towards women. And I was like, well that's not really answering our needs. Yeah. Um, why like that doesn't make sense to me. So I was watching this for a lot of my male colleagues and then asking, well, I would like that too. And if I like it, I'm sure other women would like to have that experience. I also would add, uh, kind of around this time when I got married, I had a custom wedding dress made. And that experience of having that like design input and the fit input was so empowering and fun. Mm-hmm. And beautiful that I really those coalesce and make me realize that women could have this in the pieces they wear every day, not just for wedding dresses or or for custom suiting for men or pro athletes or, you know, executives like that.
0: That's so true. I think that that exactly when I've thought about custom, is it's for these special occasions. So wedding, I definitely uh, that's something that feels like a, something that I would think about because I've heard about it, I've seen it happen. But for your everyday suiting, you don't think about it. And what's so interesting about this business and this this concept of on demand luxury is it, it really feels like a a, a new version of self care. And you know, as female founders, we're so busy, we we take on so much, but. Self-care looks like so many different things, whether it's someone coming to clean your house or you actually get hiring, making your first hire so you have time to actually do a lot of the things that the CEO needs to do. But this this concept of feeling good in your pieces, creating things that, that feel special just for you, I think is another type of self-care. The, the business is you. So I love this idea of this kind of new version of self-care, especially after COVID, because I know a lot of us, we're doing remote and some of us are kind of doing tops up for zoom. So let's good <laughs> up here, but now most of us are back going to events. So we need incredible pieces. Can you talk about I'm, this leap from the C-suite and corporate life to entrepreneurship? Because I think this is a pathway that many women are exploring. They've been exploring. It's usually kind of how you lead into entrepreneurship um, or you have some who are just crazy like me who've just been entrepreneurs for a long time. And then I'm kind of now dabbling back into corporate. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that leap is so fascinating because then my many conversations, what inspires that leap is different for so many of us. But curious, tell us about kind of what you were doing. You told us a little bit earlier about you were attorney and then also working as a sports executive. Tell us a little about what you've been doing and then what really inspired you to make that leap and when, when did all this take place?
1: Yeah, well, so you're right. I did mention it before. I was a lawyer. I went to college, then law school, and went right to a law firm to start practicing in litigation. And um, I've always been very um, determined and headstrong. So I I kind of always knew I was not um, the typical lawyer path was not going to be for me. There's nothing wrong with it. I love being a lawyer and I love my training. But I was always very curious about entrepreneurship. And I've always been someone that's very comfortable testing my limits Mm. and seeking out challenges. Um, So I knew pretty early that um, I wanted to use my law degree to blend with business um, and use the trainings that I had as a lawyer, um, analytical mind, you know, very informed, very curious, can handle lots of information, all of those skills to like, launch me into the business world as well. And um, I use that with my passion with sports. And I got into um, the Dallas Stars organization here in Dallas, and was very fortunate to be with them for eight and a half years as their general counsel and moved up pretty quickly to become their head of operations. So all COO roles reported up to me. And by the time I stepped down from the team, uh, May actually, I was on the c 2022. Yeah, yeah, just just May, 2022. Um, I was uh, pretty high up in the organization and, and oversaw everything that was non-revenue as well as another building in that, in that um, business. So I had this incredible legal career and sports career, but during it, really when my first son was born, I kind of had one of those reflective moments where I was like, you know, I can do this. Like, you know, I had the opportunity to grow with the stars and have a great training. And I was kind of like, well, can you do this on your own? And that's when, um, I kind of had the idea for a lot I had the observation about the suiting. And so it was a four year kind of build to when I left the team three to four years for when I really built a lot on weekends and um, late nights, early mornings um, while still working with the franchise. And it took me a while, but eventually I'll say my identity kind of changed. I recognized that my, energy and my excitement um, like no matter how tired I was or how late it was or you know how many times I had to put the kid back to bed I was still up like researching suiting and pattern work and the business and it just was kind of an insatiable curiosity and joy in building a lot of and what I saw in the future that we could do that I wanted to be a part of so at some point my Curiosity really got ignited and I could see the pathway in fuzzy terms, not in clear steps, but like I could see like the fuzzy, you know, business plan. It started to kind of unfold. And at one point, I was, you know, just going so hard with the team and with the kids and trying to build a company that my husband, he was like, What what are you doing? You're so happy about what you're building with a lotus. You know you're so ignited by the mission to serve women and empower women um and to build this company like you need, it deserves all of your intellectual time mm-hmm. your highest brain power should go to a and i kind of had that mirror you know put in front of me by hit by his voice and i was like you're right and so then we got really detailed and like okay what would that look like stepping down from the team Um, and I didn't want to disrupt the franchise in any way. So we kind of planned it and did the whole planning. So it wasn't like I just jumped off a cliff and like walked in and quit my day job and, you know, said I was going to be an entrepreneur, which some people do, which is amazing. I had a slower burn,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: but it was led by curiosity and self-confidence that each step I learned I could do or could figure out. It was kind of motivation to like, well, if I can figure this out, Maybe I can figure that out. <laughs> I can figure that out, and then it just kind of
0: snowballed. That slow burn is just as impactful as if you're someone that says, "I gotta, I gotta do this." nice. But let's first give it up for your husband. <laughs> I, I, I think that is so incredible that a just so that support there, but also the fact that he know he kind of observed that you know you're intelligent, your creativity, but most important, this happiness. Like how important it was for you to devote all of your time. So, uh, what's his name? Your husband? Let's.
1: My husband's name is Grant and
0: he, um, Grant. (laughs) yes, I am so
1: lucky. I have the best partner. Um, but he really, you know, watched my energy and my passion and he's been such an amazing supporter of me, even, you know, when I was in sports, but also with this entrepreneurial journey. And, um, you know, he's, he's a really good challenger of like asking questions and, um, you know, he keeps me, keeps me honest, so to speak. So he, he was just like, you, you can do this and you should do this. Women deserve this. Um, go for it. And so I, that was kind of like the last, not that I needed his permission, but um, you know, having his support was really impactful.
0: For sure. What is, so you worked in sports, but I'm, I'm assuming as, as, as you worked your way up that you were probably the first in many categories Um, And now you're following this suit with being kind of the first, you know, in this space to kind of creating something that feels really brand new. Talk about the misconceptions. I know there's been 50, I can speak for myself. People have so many misconceptions about me just as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as someone who's worked in innovation technology. But talk about the misconceptions people have have had a value, whether it's professional, personal. What what, what are you hearing or what have you always heard?
1: Girl, I... (laughs) That's there's a lot. A lot yes. <laughs> people are so quick to judge. And I just I feel so happy in my skin right now that with where I am in life, that I have so much empathy for people that I'm like, why do people judge other people all the time? Like, just stop. You know, don't make you don't make any snap judgments. But um, yeah, I was very young in my career uh, as a lawyer, moving from a, a, a law firm as a young lawyer to become in-house lawyer for the Dallas Stars. So, really, like right off the bat, it was you're too young. You don't have the experience. You don't know anything. There's this real bias towards people in their early you know, years of their career that, like, they can't contribute. Like, you have to have 30 years before you can add value. And I just was so resistant to that because I felt very strongly that different views can create a beautiful melting pot of discussion that can. Just really informed decision making. So I was fiery about it. I was like, yes, I've only been practicing law these many years or whatever, but like my opinion is valuable. And so I really um, was kind of outspoken about that judgment. People thought I was too young to be the head lawyer for the Dallas Stars. Um, I also, you know, I'm 5'10, I like to. I take care of my appearance. I like to be a bit girly, yeah. quote, unquote. Um, and so there was this whole thing that like, you're too young, and it wasn't taken seriously. I'm I very vividly remember being on conference calls. And a gentleman was like, well, she doesn't know anything. She hasn't been practicing long enough. And I'm like, okay. I can't believe it. Or, you know, I've also had you know times where people have asked me to like get coffee or take notes. And I'm like, nope, I'm running this meeting actually. So you can sit down and if you want coffee, you should have had that beforehand. But thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I'll take mine with black, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just like, I was very much doubted um, by people, but not the key people. So I want to be very clear that I had a tremendous amount of support from our general manager, our CEO. Mm-hmm. Like I had allies that really... Kind of fought the battles with me and gave me the opportunity to pr- to prove those naysayers wrong, but another misconception that I absolutely love and kind of always use to my advantage is that that you know you, you are uninformed or you're too young is and you can use that to your advantage, um, but. The other misconception is that I'm, I'm very polite. I'm very nice. I care deeply about people. And so I was raised to be very polite. I was Canadian. I, you know, um, And so I think people can confuse politeness, particularly with women as being a pushover. And just because I'm nice doesn't mean that I'm not gonna catch what you're doing there, or let you take advantage of me, or you yeah. know, run up the bill. Uh, so I think there's, you know, this confusion between being polite off the bat and being weak. And that is no, that's not, you know, I um I definitely felt people said I was too polite, and I needed to be tougher. And I just kind of kept my true to myself, my own identity and was polite until I needed to be
0: firm. It's so crazy how these conversations, I, I've been also been uh, asked to get coffee. I've also been in negotiation conversations. They're like, this sounds great, Jasmine. Okay. So when is your boss coming? Like yep. I've had that conversation too. And I'm like, and I know when I first got to started, I would be very sad and cried about this. Not, not in the meeting. I'd wait to get in my car and do it. But now yeah. if you cross over to a certain point in time. It's like, I, I ha- you have to get business done and you have to definitely make sure people respect you. But this idea of being polite and kind, I think you can do both. I think you can be really firm. Yeah. You can be polite and kind, but men never have to. And I don't want to generalize all, but I would say that probably most are never really being challenged about these things. Like you being polite is, is somehow an indi- indication of, of your business strength and your ability to lead. So it's so fascinating. I know there's women tuned in too that, deal with this as well because you're always worried and I have it on the other end if I'm too firm I'm wondering like okay now they're going to be a B-I-T-C-H or I'm mean it's like but the guy can come in here and focus and be very firm and have demands about things and no one says anything so it's definitely something as, as women leaders we have to kind of deal with today and I don't think it's something that's that I hope it would change but that would require I think just us raising our boys differently, society different too. So maybe not in our lifetimes, but it's something we should aspire to.
1: I know. I, I completely agree with you. I I've made a point to not change myself. Like that's who I am. That's how I interact with people. Um, but if you know, that was tried to be take advantage of, you know, I have no problem being firm and tough. Um, so I think people, the biggest misconception people have of me is that, um, I'm, you know, this like bubbly, sweet, always kind of like polite pushover. But when push comes to shove, I mean, I was a litigator before I went into sports. So like, I got here for a reason. And I can certainly be tough when I need to be. That's just not my go to first interactive method.
0: Right. Don't let the smile fool y'all. She's here to do, to get business. Yes. You can be nice and get business done at the same time too. I'm curious. So what's next for you and for, well, you know, the baby's next. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Literally. baby's next. Baby's next. But what's next for a lot of us in 2023 and then maybe share with our, our community that's tuned in uh, something that's been amazing that happened this year. I mean, I know you, you made your leap this past summer, but has there been anything this, this year and it could be, someone said something to you or an event or maybe something on the, the business side of things that's, that was like special and really kind of confirmed the fact you I'm, I'm where I need to be.
1: I, yeah, I, there's so many amazing things since I've taken the leap. Um, I, every day I'm just, I wake up just filled with gratitude about, mm-hmm the ability that I have to impact women and to live this life and have my family. So I definitely live a very grateful life. So since making the, the, um, leap, I, it's been such a blessing to see how willing women are to help other women. Um, I, in sports, I was always really the one or two women, um, always the only woman, in some of our executive meetings, board meetings, etc. And so I have just been so blown away by how kind and smart and willing to help women, other women are. And um, I love being in this space, talking to women about what they want, what they need, what would make their lives better, where are they, and other founders, other entrepreneurs. I realized very quickly when I left the team that I thrive on talking to people and I really like to share and discuss ideas with people. So building a founder friendship and like women network has been really critical uh, for me and also relying on my existing female friends and podcasts like this and what you're doing, which is just so needed because entrepreneurship can be so lonely. Um, And just that's been such a great blessing is to see the women in my lives have really stepped up and been so eager to help even women that I don't know that I've never met, that resonate with the brand and uh, resonate what we're trying to build. Um, that's been so wonderful. So that's blown me away. Um, and then also just, you know, that incrementalist mindset of taking one step and doing it and being like, Oh, I did that. You know, I built this company and people are buying our pieces and they're wearing it and they love it. That's, it's kind of amazing to see your Concept go from an idea into the real world, and um, here women love it. That's just been amazing
0: since we've launched. I love that, and I t- I couldn't resonate and agree with you more about the power of women supporting. It, it honestly, it's it's really the big piece of the ethos for her. Text is this concept of. We will help, women will help each other no matter if they're in the same city. They don't have to actually know each other. There's just a tribe of women and I've met them. I've They've carved paths for me. They've supported me. Many, I didn't even know that were thinking, sending me a you go girl, I'm proud of you. I mean, these little things help so much, but there truly are women that, want to see other women move forward. And we don't have to know each other or come from the same places yes. or live in the same city. And I think that'll happen once this episode airs too, that there'll be women that'll reach out and say, how can I help? Have you been to this city? Where can I order? Which is, is really the thing that brings me so much joy, but it's honestly just so exciting because we can do so many great things uh, together. What about for next year? What's exciting? Can key reveal anything? anything? Yes. Yeah, so
1: I, I would love to answer that. We are so excited. So we launched a lot is with our foundational coat and sheath dress, which are gorgeous, our Keswick coat, our Keswick sheath. Um, but we are launching our suiting lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have two suits that are coming out our power stretch Ponte, which is amazing. It's machine washable. So luxurious on it hugs the curves It all the right way. Um, and it's like, you just throw it in your washer and dryer. It's awesome.
0: Oh yes. I know. I'm like,
1: it is amazing. I was like, okay, what do I need when I have toddlers and like, Spit up the and best. oh and that's another kind of dry
0: cleaner oh my gosh yeah yes. so
1: all of our pieces are designed to try to be home washable super easy to clean versatile so we're launching our two suiting lines the ponty the power stretch ponty which is our chelsea suit which is coming out really we're going to start teasing it in the next couple of weeks it'll be available for delivery in january 2023 and then our 100 120s super wool which is a beautiful high-end traditional wool um, suiting line as well is coming out. And that's our Windsor suiting. And uh, I cannot wait for them to be available. They're so gorgeous. Um, and they're all of our colors kind of go together. So you can mix and mash your pieces, have some beautiful monochromatic looks, or you can have you know, some contrast and you can pick your lining colors. So we are launching those in the next uh, two months. And, um, this week we're actually dropping our emerald, which is our winter holiday color. It is so stunning. I cannot wait for the pictures to come out on our website. We will be pushing that for our, uh, Keswick coat and our Keswick sheath. And I'm just, we, um, did a beautiful photo shoot in New York fashion week last month with it. And I just cannot wait to get this up on our website so everybody can see it.
0: Oh, i love emerald green it's, it's one of my favorites but i think it's such a, just a rich beautiful color it looks great on so many women and i love the fact and i want you all to really think about this too size height this is custom so like you can create something that fits your body and i think this is such a new concept and i think when we in the episode notes we'll include this too you guys like this idea of what it means to be custom suit because some of us may may not be familiar with the process that literally this is made for you. This is the ultimate amount of self-care that you can create yourself. You don't have to stretch it, y'all. You don't if you know, <laughs> I don't have to wear tall boots to cover them because they're flooded. No,
1: <laughs> we take your measurements and we use our sizing tech to manipulate a unique pattern just for you based off of your measurements, and then we make the piece based off of your input. Um, not only your measurements, but also like, do you want what lining color, what color fabric, and it's made after you place it. So it's really, you know, go, going off of your body.
0: So huge and so amazing. I think such the best gift too. I think if you're a working woman, but it also sounds like something you guys. The holidays <laughs> are coming to. This sounds like a, a perfect a gift. I think for. female founder i'm excited about mine suiting has been a challenge for me i have a friend that's a petite actually and she has a big challenge so i'm i'm almost 5'10 and she's 5'1 and so we talk about challenges both of us have she's like jasmine you're taller bigger than i am i was like i know sarah she's 5'1 but like we both have challenges with clothing so i love the fact that this is going to be size inclusive and something that we can kind of customize so We will make sure you all have links to the Emerald pieces. Also, we'll keep you posted, too, with the beautiful seating that will be delivered, starting ready for delivery in in January. As we wrap up, um, would love to see if there's any final pieces of advice you'd like to share for women that are just now first time entrepreneurs or they've just they've made made the leap um, and trying to navigate and figure that out. And then we always end too with a woman, a Texas woman that inspires us. So
1: I would say um, for advice is to keep going, you know, don't get discouraged, just keep going. Um, If you haven't found the solution, that just means you haven't found it yet. So you just need to reframe the question. Um, The other thing that is really helpful for me is, you know, we, we balance so many different roles. That um, practice transitioning from one role to another role in your life. Um, I've, I'm very good about going from mom to business to, you know, friend to daughter. Um, but it takes some awareness of what the demands are for you and who needs you to be at your best at that moment. Um, the last thing I would say is, I really try to just write three priorities each day. What are the three things I have to get done today? Cause our to-do lists could have a hundred things. It could just be like a receipt long of things to do. But if you put that much pressure on yourself, you're going to beat yourself up. Like, oh, I got 24 out of 37 things done. I didn't get it all done. Instead, you know, give yourself some grace and celebrate the fact that you got those 24 things yeah. done. Um, so it's all how you view it, right? And so I'm very intentional about These are the three things that if I get done today, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Um, When I'm not pregnant, I'll have a glass of wine um, (laughs) and celebrate and everything else can be moved to another day. So being mindful of the system for time management and priorities that works for you, I think is really important, particularly as an entrepreneur or a founder, when everything is on your plate and things may not move forward unless you move them forward, Um, you got to find a system that gives some grace. Uh, to yourself. Uh, For Texas women, gosh, there's so many. I was thinking about this and I would say that, you know, um, I think um, I've seen a couple of founders like Whitney Wolf Heard. She's not from Texas, but she's an SMU alum, so we'll claim her. Um, She's really inspiring. Her story about you navigating personal challenges to build something amazing is so inspirational. Um, Jamie O'Banion, the founder of Beauty Bio. I think she's incredibly um, inspirational. I love the visibility that she has with her family and um, navigating family and being an entrepreneur. And she's here in Dallas. So um, those, I think, two founders that I would immediately think of. And then, of course, Kendra Scott. Um, She's super inspirational and love what she's doing and giving back and um, what she's done with the school in Austin as well from the entrepreneurship school that they have down there so those are the top three that came up that were founders but um there's so many there's so many amazing women in the state
0: yeah no those are those are fantastic and i think they also had this this um challenge with misconceptions because all three of them are are some of the top business women in the country very firm about their goals and very there to get things done. But I think people but they also love beauty. They also love these other things, their families. And so they really show that we, we're we not just one dimensional, that we've got all these things about ourselves as women that, that we can do. We, we don't have to just be this one version of ourselves too. But I forgot to tell you this though in the beginning that whether you've been here for a day or like 20 years, we claim you. <laughs> so the minute you're, you and your hubby, you, you met your hubby, you got here, you were super Texan because what's so funny is just the state, which is fascinating for me. I, I see it every day. It's like, I call it the new Texas because it's this blend of transplants that are here and it's truly it's taking the history and history and the, the culture of that Texas spirit of, of kind of pride and grit that's been here as part of the state but then it's, it's melding and merging into something new, which is really fascinating based on all the cultures and experiences that transplants bring here. So it's definitely a new kind of Texas woman, but yeah. there's always a common denominator. She's spicy though. Every time we hear. Yes. About she's woman, resilient. She I will
1: add one other person. I don't yeah, know if she's actually from Texas, but a very inspirational person is uh, Sint St. Marshall, the Mavericks. Oh, yeah. So I mm. can't read. I need to read her book, but um, being in sports and a woman in sports, I love to see what she's done. Um, leading the maps. so
0: Another one that's resilient and a little bit of sass too. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) She says it. She says, I mean, she's smiling, but she means business, which I love. Yeah, you're
1: not going to push her over. That's
0: right. I love that. Well, it was so exciting to have you on the show this week. I am so thrilled for a lot of, A, the fact that it is based here in Texas, but I don't think this is the brand. I think this brand will really be transformative for a lot of female founders here in Texas, but I just think working women everywhere, You had us said hello and machine washable. You you literally pockets (laughs) pockets pockets. literally. I mean mean, that's game changer. I know stretch pocket machine washable. I'm here for it. I love that. So thank you so much for joining us and you all. As I shared, we'll make sure you've got all the links to Alotta so that you can explore it shop. If you've got questions too, you can send those in. But thrilled that you all join us every week with Built in Texas as we shine a light on the incredible women doing some amazing things here in the state. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for having me.